0: Hey, folks, welcome to episode one hundred and twenty three of the FLW Podcast. In we are pretty sure Gilbertsville, Kentucky. (laughs) I'm Jody White. I'm joined by Kyle Wood. We're sitting here on a, on a nice shady picnic table on a surprisingly cool summer Very Kentucky surprising, day. Very yeah. Uh, right down by the Kentucky Lake Dam, getting ready for the, uh, I guess, fifth stop of the Walmart FLW Tour. Kyle, how's it going?
1: Well, you know, it's uh, pretty good. Uh, had a long drive down here. I actually drove. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I like driving. Or Patterson and I did. I didn't really actually drive. I was just the, uh, you know, the entertainment. You didn't drive at all? No. That's kind of lame. He never wanted me to. See, I'm the same way, though. Like, on a road trip, I'll drive, like, all 18 hours as long as someone's, like, there to talk with me.
0: Yeah, if they entertain you,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it wasn't, I offered, but I didn't drive. I was just entertainment value and, uh, I don't know, I guess... You know, there to get refreshments when needed, you know, hand them a water, maybe, maybe some, uh, maybe some peanuts.
0: Okay. Yeah. Peanuts are good. Uh, you have like a favorite peanut type. Do you eat like flavored ones, the ones in shells? What's your, what's your go-to? Uh,
1: well, I guess like go-to, I'd probably just a straight honey roasted. Hard peanut. to beat. Yeah. Just, yeah. that's it. I'm not, like cashews and stuff. I don't really play that game. Don't too fancy. All yeah, right. Yeah.
0: I, I got gotcha. you. Well, I tell you what, we've got a, uh, I believe phenomenal show for you this week, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah no it, it is phenomenal i'm not laughing that it's not phenomenal it was just
0: kind of a weird way to say it <laughs> I,
1: I believe phenomenal um it is phenomenal everyone
0: uh kyle sat down and talked with john cox then i went talk with a little tom reddington we've got mm-hmm. deep we've got shallow we've got aoi we've got going for the win it's a good mix very is, good is our plan so you're uh you're uh, we'll start we'll go ahead we'll start off with john cox then give you some tom reddington then you and i'll be back to uh, talk a little more fishing
1: Yes, sir. Joined with John Cox, who happens to be second in the Angler of the Year race right now. John, what's happening, dude?
2: Hey, man, what's going on?
1: Oh, you know, uh, just kind of living the dream. I'm not too excited about how hot it's going to be this week <laughs> because my Minnesota blood can't do 98, 99 degrees, whatever the heck it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're probably a little more yeah, accustomed you know, to it.
2: Yeah, I mean up here the the heat's not as bad as in Florida. Florida's like a you know like a wet. Like yeah, like a humidity. Yeah, humidity. Heat. Heat. Yeah, and it's just uh, you know, we're here when it gets hot. You know, you just get burnt You know, you, just, <laughs> you don't sweat much, but you just, your skin burns. Right, but, right. Uh,
1: well, uh, you know, weather aside, you know, we're here. Stop number five, and we're getting into crunch time. Mm-hmm. You know, for the last two events, and these uh, they're going to be interesting ones. We've heard a lot, obviously Kentucky Lake in June. Everyone's talking about offshore, but this spring, uh, and really this year in general, it's just kind of been weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. it you know not a lot of fish are out as much as guys are saying they are however i feel like a lot of them are sandbagging yeah um but i mean it still sounds like fish can be caught shallow which is kind of why we want to talk to you because Mm -hmm. i feel like if anyone's gonna have their pulse on it it's you (laughs) so lay it on to me tell me about uh just what have you seen through practice do you still feel like there's a lot of fish
2: up uh you know it uh... As hot as it's going to be, you know, the thing was, is the first day of practice, we got a lot of rain. or mm-hmm. um, well, I guess even before it was cloudy, whatever it was. Um, so a lot of fish were moving, you know, we're not okay. running any current, you know, some fish were moving shallow then, um, you know, to feed because they're not running current. But, uh, you know, now, now the sun's out. Now it's like bluebird skies every yep. day and stuff. A lot of them fish are, are coming out. The A lot of the deeper spots, I think, are, are that's where the fish are going. Okay. You know? And, um, you know, but then there's some other stuff going on in some other parts of the lake, you know. Um, you know where the fish aren't going, aren't going deep, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Right. Well, I mean that, so, that's the nice thing. Yeah. Like, it, it's a weird point because here, you know, taken out from the dam on the north mm-hmm. end here at Kentucky, it you have a huge playing field, but mm-hmm. then it kind of brings into the question like, how far can does a guy want to run? Because mm-hmm. you can run south, uh, you know, down New Johnsonville, yeah, you can man. get down there where the lake gets narrower, mm-hmm. skinnier. There's yep. grass.
2: Yep, turns um, into a river.
1: Yeah, a lot of those fish there, like you're saying, a lot of those fish won't go shallow or yep. as deep. Uh, You can't really graph them down there. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are places you can kind of get in and find stuff like that on the lake right now. Just even, you know, if every fish is still out, there are some sections of the lake. The other weird thing with this event, too, is having the All-American on the south end of Barkley. Normally, we'd see not a ton of guys run down there, but I mean, there was always a contingency of guys. Yeah, there was always,
2: you know, four or five guys that would... Yeah. make the top 20 from down there yeah
1: you'd see like uh scott canterbury christy yallis yeah. i mean yeah. those kind of guys that like flipping stuff would, yep. would work down there mm-hmm. um and your did you even look at the north end of barkley the stuff that is still in play uh, for the you team? know i i
2: did I, I i just kind of skimmed through it um had some spots i've caught fish before you know i just old
1: waypoint kind yeah of i just kind yeah. of
2: moved around you know and that's pretty much what I, I tried to sample as much of the lake as i could this sure. week and uh you know you know just kind of picked a a couple areas in the lake where i thought the fish were um you know in the right stage for me to catch them Mm -hmm. and uh you know (laughs) we're just gonna go see what happens i mean you know this lake is is so good and it's got so many fish in it Mm -hmm. that you know there's really it can be one anywhere really yeah you know and uh you know, so
1: well. You said it's your second favorite
2: lake, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's my second favorite. It was, you know, it's uh, this is my second favorite. My because first. of the numbers of fish you well, can catch. no, just because, uh, you know, there's just there's big fish here, and um, you can catch them doing whatever you want. Sure. You okay. You it's not like a certain technique is gonna uh, dominate. It. And of course, usually it's one someone off the bank throwing, but right, right. You know, but I mean, you can still, you know, the whole thing's making top twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and I think it's possible to make them a top 20, you know, doing a little bit of shallow and fishing a little bit deep. I mean, okay. I, every time I made the cut out of the dam, I've, I've called, called them deep. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have those areas still. Um, this year they're, they're a lot harder to catch, you know, and I, I haven't really figured out how to catch them, but they're, you know, they're out there on that stuff. Okay. So, um,
1: yeah. now you mentioned, um, uh, you know, in, in the pre-tournament video you did mm-hmm. that you had, Aside from you eating a mosquito, which was great. (laughs) It was fantastic. Uh, But you mentioned, you know, that the history you have here, you do have a lot of waypoints Mm -hmm. of offshore stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, that you've caught before. And Kentucky is really a lake that sets up, I mean, it's not like those fish are here one year, gone the next. Mm -hmm. It's usually whatever they're sitting on is something that they Mm -hmm. relate to year in and year out. So Mm -hmm. you can run, you can run old stuff. Mm -hmm. Does that mean you have a transducer on your boat?
2: Um, No, not really. I mean, I have the... You have one on the bow? Yeah, I do have one. The... I did put one um Okay. Yeah, I do have the one on the bow hooked up. Just okay. to kinda of, when I get out there, just to the kinda of, I was gonna
1: say that's pretty Just so you impressive. can see that they're out there. <laughs> you know, when you throw okay. that
2: troll motor in, you can see the baits there and stuff and uh you know, and and uh I mean I'm just gonna, you know, pretty much wing it and just, you know. fish Which shallow. works pretty good for Yeah, it. I mean that's yeah. usually what I do, you know, make a few casts shallow and then maybe bounce out and hit a waypoint and uh, you know, go back and forth and just see what the fish are doing, you know.
1: And when you say wing it, uh, are you kind of saying to, is it like a new water kind of thing every day? Like, so day one, uh, you fish through some shallow stuff, you fish for some deep stuff, you catch them, you know, pretty yeah. good day two. Do you run some of that same stuff again?
2: Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a more of a, you know, catch a couple in a couple areas, um, you know, and, and move just around. some. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, cause fish are going to, they're going to be making a big change this week through mm-hmm. the week, I feel. And I think, uh, um, you know, lo- You know, you could. I think. I think to win this thing, you'll have to locate. Locate them on uh, either Friday, late or Saturday. Okay. You know, just because it's just gonna. I think it's gonna change so much when it gets. Well, I mean, so
1: it hot. is. It's the forecast is calling for super hot. Temp. I mean, yeah. like ninety five plus. No win. Zero wind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much bluebird skies every yeah. day. Like not a lot of cloud cover. Yeah. Um, for the for the shallow bite because that. Jody and I have talked about this a little bit, but I still feel like right now there's going to be some guys catching some fish up shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that going to be, like, can you do that throughout the day, or are you going to have to hit it early tomorrow, get a couple, maybe two, three good bites up shallow, yeah. and then have to mess around out deep?
2: You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, with bluebirds guys that's just really not what you want when you're fishing shallow. And, um, you know, I think it is going to be more of like, you know, get a couple of bites in the morning mm-hmm. um, if you're lucky, and then, you know, and then you're going to have to go out and grind on them. Um, but i don't know i mean we'll see i mean it's you know it's kentucky lake there's fish everywhere well, yes yeah. i mean it just they just it's, it's hard to tell like you just you really just don't know i mean I, I remember at chick last year you know i i was catching so many fish shallow and then you know i hit 10 spots never had a bite right you know stopped on my first waypoint and caught 25 pounds so <laughs> you know <laughs> it's, uh, you know I, I don't really know i mean i you know I'm just excited to get out there, you know. I love being here and uh,
1: Well, and that's what I like about you. You pretty yeah. you're, you're always pretty just, man, let's go fishing, yeah. you know. you're not, you're not one of the there's a lot of ledge guys right now at registration that are, you know, mm. counting numbers in their head yeah, trying to get a rotation down, yeah. they're worrying about it. They yeah. probably won't get some sleep tonight. Yeah. Not John Cox.
2: No, nah, you know, I you know, I'll probably, you know, I'll be rigging up my MHX rods and you know, I might build another rod or two, but uh <laughs> you know, but I'm just, you know, I'm yeah, I'm kind of laid back about it. We're just going yeah. fishing tomorrow and uh you know, should be a good day. <laughs> so one thing I
1: want to know is, I mean, you got a bigger boat this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any plan at all to try to run like making 70, well, 80 miles? Well, run? you know
2: that that's why I'm excited about the no wind. You know, because you
1: can. Because yeah, yeah. now, I
2: mean, I'm I'm in a uh, you know Crestliner PT twenty. Uh, I got a two hundred Mercury Pro XS on it. Um, you know, if I want to run a hundred miles tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll be able to do it, you know, uh, for sure. and because I mean, it's going to be calm and stuff. So that's what I'm kind of excited that, um, you know, I, I, might be able to work the whole lake tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole tournament actually, I mean, with no wind, I mean.
1: Which has got to be, and especially for a guy like yourself who, mm-hmm. who does just kind of fish in the moment a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, man, to have a playing field as large as
2: this. Yeah, just I mean, say, I, what is it? Is it like, is it 100-something miles? I mean, it's
1: way down there. I know,
2: it's like 160,000
1: acres of water, yeah. which is a ton, but I know I think to like New Johnsonville area, you're talking like 80-something? Like or 80, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, and you can keep going past yeah, that, I mean, like it gets and it's good more river yeah. mean, yeah, I mean. <laughs> So, I, I don't know what <laughs> it, it is from it. dam to dam, but yeah. it's a long freaking way for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, other than that, have you uh you know because if we rewind back to this point in last year mm-hmm. you're kind of in the same situation you are now for mm-hmm. angler of the year uh has that has that kind of sank into your mind at all do you think about that at all especially this long break we've had off off pickwick i mean did you sit around home twiddle your thumbs and no like, ah, i mean angler of the year kind of sounds nice yeah no
2: i mean that, that was the goal from the beginning you know i it's still kind of pissed off from last year <laughs> i mean you know it's just uh you know and so you know kind of feeding off a lot of that you know and mm-hmm. just uh you know practicing a little later and fishing a little harder and stuff so um i don't know i'm i'm you know i'm excited to get out there and well yank it ain't <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> well it's, it's cool for you because you got you know two lakes that you love to be on yep. I
2: mean, you know, enjoy that, yeah enjoy being here mean that and that's the thing like the last the last year's schedule this year's schedule um just look forward to every tournament mm-hmm. we went to like you know i was like You know, a week before going, you know, I was like, man, you know, I can't wait to get out there. I know where I'm going to practice. I know where I'm going to throw, you know. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, that just makes it, you know. There's not a whole lot of tournaments
1: that guys have that mindset going Mm -hmm. into it. You know, there's Mm -hmm. usually just a lot of, well, I might need this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring everything I own because I'm going to need to throw all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going to practice. Yeah. Well, you
2: know, that's the other thing. I mean, I got, I was out here, I've been out here for so long now and 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 took – the butt beating you know right that you know now it's kind of like oh oh this makes sense okay yeah i can so, just do this and yeah that works i yeah. don't need to worry about yeah. this other stuff yeah i don't need to fish you know the way other people fish i just do my own deal and go well, i like, I like <laughs> it man um i guess I don't, I don't really need to keep you any longer i think we've uh we've
1: kind of got the gist of what we needed from you uh it'll be cool i think we'll see some big weights this week i think so um, the one interesting thing with Kentucky Lake is the winning weight every year has continued to increase over the last mm-hmm. few years. So, who knows what we'll see mm-hmm. coming out this time. I do – before I send you off, um, tell me what you think a top ten cut weight will be.
2: Uh, you know, I, I pr- probably – I mean, to make the cut, I'm thinking you're probably going to need about 16 a day, maybe. Okay. Now, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be – I think the weights are going to be down a little more than normal. I mean – some people are going to bust them, but you know, it's just uh, there's not the numbers that that this place had in the past. You know, sure. But, and uh, most of
1: that's just because of the funk where these fish are in right now, and they're
2: yeah. I mean, there's uh, who knows what it is. I mean, there. You know, and, I mean, it might just be. You know, I don't know. But uh, you know, I, I think. Uh, you know, I think the weights are going to be a lot less, but we're still going to see some big stringers, you know. I think yeah, it's yeah. going to be hard to consistently catch them big stringers because of the way the fish are moving, you know, like I guess the, what
1: you're saying is we won't see a Kentucky Lake a years past where maybe the guys that are doing well come in and they're like, "Well, shoot, I caught 80 fish today." And, you know, I threw back 10, 20 pounds I straight mean, out. I mean, I
2: didn't find nothing like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I right. and,
1: and, well, across the board, even, yeah. like, just me talking to guys out here, yeah. it doesn't sound like. Yeah, right.
2: and, and I feel like the way practice went, I felt like it uh, it fished a lot different than okay. you know, normal Kentucky. I kind of feel like we were on a, um, you know, a good lake, but just not the numbers that this place said, sure. you know, before in the past. And uh, I kind of like it when it's like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, I mean, I'm excited to see how it shakes out. I'm excited yeah. to see how you do. Uh, before I let you go – uh, where can the people follow you through this event and then through the rest of your fishing season uh, you on can, social media? Yeah, you
2: can follow me uh, on my Instagram. It's uh, John Cox Fishing. And uh, you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, Pro Angler John Cox. And, uh, you know, I'll do as many updates as I can. And uh, <laughs> you can follow me on FLW Outdoors. And, uh, yeah.
1: I'm sure we'll probably, if we find you, we'll take a few <laughs> pictures of you. That's for That'll sure. will <laughs> I'll be keeping my eye out tomorrow when I'm running around for that press right. liner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John, well, I'll let you get rolling, man. Thanks for joining us, and good luck tomorrow.
2: All right, thanks, bud.
0: All right, we're joined now by Tom Reddington, uh, winner, uh, I guess last year, of the Costa FLW Series event on Kentucky Lake, leader in uh, 2014 of the tour event. So, Mm -hmm. usually always up there when it comes to ledges on Kentucky. Uh, Tom, I guess uh, right out, how's practice been
3: going? You know, it's not the same Kentucky Lake, and there it seems like it. Uh, when we were here for the Coast Day, it was way behind, and it's definitely, it's still behind, and it's one of those that we keep saying it could happen any day where it really gets good, but in the past here, when you would mark fish on the screen, and it was a ledge bite, when, when you just find a lot more schools, and when you found them, they were up and eating, and now you have to work for them a little bit more, and I'm not sure if it's, there's not been a lot of current, we had a little rainy, and now there's a front, so if it's a little post-frontal, or if there's not out there. But really, the big schools, you're not seeing as many of the mega schools, and it, the competition is what really gets these fish to go. So there's not as big as schools. The more they're out there, the more they compete, just the better the bite is. So I guess in summary, there are a lot of fish out there. There's going to be a whole lot more. It's not near the peak yet, but, hey, it's the same old Kentucky. Guys are going to find the, the better schools and catch them.
0: All right. Um, looking at the uh, next couple days it doesn't look like we're gonna get a lot of current right which I'm sure you've looked at it too and who knows maybe on the weekend we get some but if the forecast sort of remains a lack of current how how hard is it to get these fish to bite and what are the tricks guys are gonna use like is it a positioning thing mm-hmm. is it uh, getting just the right bait down there is it having to run six different schools until the seventh one? luckily, that's the one that they want to bite. Because it seems like probably at least some guys have found plenty of fish, mm-hmm. and it might be actually triggering them. Kind of like we saw at Pickwick, where there were guys who were sitting down there on fish, and they couldn't catch them.
3: Right. Yeah, we found that here, where they wouldn't go. And to me, the, the if there's not a lot of current, uh, and even if there is a fair amount of current and the wind's going against the current, that kind of makes it... That makes it more precarious. Uh, we're gonna have a south wind, I think, On the first day we're gonna—it's gonna be light, but south wind, and then we're gonna have kind of a south southwest. So, which that's good. That's coming.
0: It, it moves it with, down
3: with the current, so it adds to the current and boat position. If there's a light current from the south, and then there's a light wind from the north, the boat wants to spin like a top, and you can't position right, and you can't get on the fish. You can't hold where you need to be. To me, that's the hardest. If there's a light current, if the schools are still there, I mean, these fish—they're like us. They eat every day. Sooner or later, they're gonna eat. The, they won't. They get a little more scattered. So what happens is when they get, the current will kind of just pin them down to one spot. When they're right next to each other, they compete more. You can get them to really fire off. When you don't have that, it's harder to trigger a school. Once you get them going, sometimes you can get them to eat. But the big thing is you're gonna you're gonna fan cast more. It's not gonna be that one lineup. But once you get them to go, you just throw. It's like I line up with this tree and I just hit it over and over. And I just catch ten in a row. It's you're gonna have to fan cast more. So the hair jigs, the swim baits, where you kind of the Crankbaits where you fan cast it more or just cast a drop shot or worm and just kind of old-school pull it around. Okay. You just have to grind a little more.
0: All right. Well, I guess that's a little unfortunate that it may not set up great, but it's Kentucky Lake. There's going to be some big weights. You know, you mentioned that some of the schools are a little smaller than mm-hmm. what you think. What What's your average school look like now? Like, let's say a school that you've put a waypoint on that mm-hmm. you'll visit in the tournament or plan to. And then what – would they be like a big school look like
3: yeah it's uh so you get the isolated groups of fish There'll be places where it's a classic spot maybe it is it's a community hole that's gonna have a mega school later but there might only be oh five six fish there you see those, really? those dots you know those easter eggs or the big old tic tacs whatever yep the golf balls uh you know normally you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily stop on those you're looking for the bigger ones the mega school you may go Fifty yards, 100-yard stretch, and it just looks like, at first, it's like what you see with a uh, shad or bluegill or something. I mean, they're just everywhere, except for the size of the dots are a lot bigger. And with bass size. With this down imaging, now, like my garments, I mean, you can tell just by relative size. If they're huge, they're Asian carp, stuff like that, the, but you can tell the bass. Now, here's... Everybody looks for the mega schools, and to me... The problem is with the mega schools is that's a sucker bet. Because if I can see him in, in my grabs, I mean, everybody else can see him too, and they're so obvious. You can see comes him there. with
0: a uh, flasher.
3: Every Yeah, everybody's yeah. going to. And the guy, even if you line up on the wrong spot, you're going to be able to catch him. Everybody in practice finds him. And then everybody says, man, I've got the mega school. Okay, you got the mega school. That everybody's looking for it. And then they go there on a tournament day, and there's 16 boats there. So if you can find the five-fish schools, the ten-fish schools, the 20-fish schools that aren't in the obvious creek junctions, uh, aren't on next to a red can out there where a big old creek dumps in at the mouth of a major creek? Uh, you might have it to yourself. So, this sets up you know, the guys are so good the Haynes, the Rose, the Lamberts, all these guys they're good at finding like 15 of these. The other thing is, like when Skip wanted a couple of years ago, you can get the guys to get an isolated school that aren't that apparent, or it's just on the bend of a creek channel, something like that. And there may only be 20 fish, but it replenishes every day. You can sit there and yet on one spot, you can just catch him so sometimes uh there aren't huge schools out there like this but a lot of times it works in the favor of a guy who can uh, have it to himself instead of everybody finding it
0: and that's the thing where like sometimes on kentucky like you can win off one spot but oh, yeah. sometimes uh it takes 30 spots and you or or maybe a handful and you have to run mm-hmm. and you have to move and I know Haynes is really good at doing that. Right. Uh, and you seem to be kind of a little bit half and half, where I feel like you've had success kind of sitting on stuff, but you've also had success working a number of different schools. Do you have, if you had, to, if you had your pick for how this tournament would shake out, and let's say you're, you know, in contention, how would you envision, how would you want to get there?
3: This one, with the smaller schools, it's probably going to be moving more, running around. And especially as we get closer to the weekend, I think you're going to have to pick your your schools a little more because we have other tournaments coming on. There you have to hunker down, but then we're going to have less of our field there. I think it's on the first couple days, especially on the first day, you'll be able to move around more. You want to get a feel for where the boats are at, uh, which schools are actually the good ones. You really press them. You haven't sat there and and really found out how many good fish are in a school. So I, I would say that your rotation starts really big at the beginning. You want to cover all your areas. Yeah, and, and then, as the, the day, as you, as you move into the weekend, you're going to get smaller and smaller with that.
0: And then maybe and then Sunday it opens Sunday, up again. If you, if you don't if have, you them, have them like, like, this is where I'm going, going on Sunday, Sunday, then you've got and much more room to roam, probably. Yeah, and, and, there's, yeah, and there's,
3: there's less there's tournaments. There's tournaments that it, Sunday's a mixed blessing because usually the tournaments, like that championship one that's going out of Paris, I think it's Friday, Saturday. A lot of them one day Sunday or Saturday tournaments. Usually, Sunday there's less of a crowd. You get a lot of locals, but not as many tournaments. And then, but it's usually the lowest day of the current. So it's one of those that the fishing is usually the hardest. It's always the hardest practice day in any of these TVA ones. So you're almost, almost, you can't sit. You just have to run around. A lot of times you'll end up, if you caught them on the first three days on spots, day four, you have to go go find other water.
0: Okay. Um, So I'm not, I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure because I probably haven't paid attention enough. But I don't think you're really in the points race right now for the cup. So you're going... To uh, going to win, does that does does your mentality change at all when in a tournament when you've uh, when you're looking for maybe not to lay up but you're looking to avoid a bomb versus I'm going to go out I'm going to try and get my first tour win put a hundred thousand in the bank What's what's your what's your look into
3: that yeah if you're, yeah, if you're, you're well in the if you're the going for the angle of the year you're probably going to swing for the fence you know with Sprague and Cox and stuff they they want to be in the top 20 they want to make the cut and, and keep the points up there now if you're on the bubble for making the cup this is the type of year where normally uh, a couple guys will do alright shallow you know Yellis has made top 10s and Baumgartner in the past but uh, this, is the this is the one, one where, where there's enough fish shallow that if you set, just said man I'm just going to try to get 15-16 pounds a day cover some water you can do it so with my approach, though, it's a little different, and I think going deep, uh, you can catch. You can definitely catch fish here just by fishing, but uh, to go for the win, I mean, you have to look for the schools and fish a little more aggressively. You can't just be on schools where you're catching fish. That means if you're catching two and a half, three pounders on a spot, normally if you're in the points race, you might sit there and just grind out and see if you can get a nice limit. I think in this case, you're gonna run and try to max it out. All
0: right. Well, as you might be able to hear right now, it's about time to go to the meeting. So my last question: the Rangers are maybe the best team in the AL right now. Uh, they've got. I just looked it up. 36 wins. It's a short. It's a short way into the season. They're uh, they're rocking it. Do they have a big need here? They're going to need to address come trade deadline. Uh, are they? Uh, is there a gap, or are you just loving
3: it? You know, we are, we are loving it in Texas. The uh, they have so many young kids coming up. It's a fun team. Oh, you know, it's like fishing. It's it's like this. You get the at the beginning of the year, these names you don't hear of. All of a sudden, they do well. Mazara and and Profar, who's been so good. Well,
0: let's be fair. We've heard of those names for a while, yeah. or some people, some some
3: have. <laughs> yeah, but the the the. The neat thing, to answer your question, is they've won so much that they have save situations like every day, so they've had to tax their bullpen, which is kind of, is kind of a good problem to have. If you have to save a game every single... If you have to lead every single night, yeah. that's, that's kind of a good thing. Oh, so, so, yeah. I
0: mean, but at the same time, if you only got two, three real reliable relievers, you can't run them out there four nights in a row every week, you know? Yeah, they,
3: they still have a, a few good guys that are uh, coming back from... Kellas coming back from injury, hopefully... Uh, Tanner, Tanner Shepherds, was who was, was pretty stout a couple years ago, Tanner it's it's an embarrassment Before of riches. That
0: start, yeah. He made that so. one start and he like blew himself out. I remember Rally's. I had him on my fa- I had him on my fantasy team and I was like, oh, don't start him, don't start him. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted those
3: holds. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. And my son's playing. I mean, when I was a kid, I grew up playing baseball and fishing in the summer. Now my son's ten; he plays competitive baseball, so I'm home playing catch with him, tossing BP, fielding grounders. So I mean, I'm living the dream: fishing and, and baseball all summer long for me. So. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, Tom, before I let you go, where can people follow you? Uh, you know, on the internet, online, where should they go? All the
3: usual places: Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check me, out, check me out at Tom Reddington, and then uh, tomreddington.com is on my website. have a few uh, videos on how to find those fish on those Electronics.
0: Alrighty man. Well, thanks a bunch for stopping by, and good luck this week. My pleasure. My pleasure.
3: Thanks, Jody. All
0: right, guys. We are back. It is, uh, We've had our interviews. Kyle, you've been here at registration for a while. You've mm-hmm. talked to just about everybody you can talk to. Yep. Got the vibe. What's your... What's your uh, Kentucky like? Go ahead, make the noise. It's fine. <laughs> what's
1: your uh, What's your feeling here? Well, uh, I think there's a lot of guys sandbagging, which is pretty normal for a tournament practice, as you yep, and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I think it more it's like so. It's
0: Brian Thrift. He'll be like actually reeling in a six-pounder. <laughs> right. be like, oh, no, I'm not catching any.
1: <laughs> no, that's a very, very true statement. But, uh, no, I think there's, a from a lot of the pre-tournament uh, interviews we've heard and, and some of the other um, – you know, like stuff I've seen on social media from anglers this week, it sounds really tough on paper. Uh, I think a lot of guys are hiding just how many fish are starting to show up offshore uh, and how many schools they found. So I think uh, it, it's definitely not that way for everyone. Like I, I talked to some guys that know the offshore game, like a Michael Neal, yeah. who was a little hesitant about – I mean, he, he was legitimately going, eh, I don't really know about this. But there were other guys that were like, well, I don't know, I got – 50 60 schools found it. i'm like well dang that's more than like 10 what everyone else was saying you know yeah. so um i think it'll be an interesting one i do
0: too i think one thing is that we are going to see the fishing get better as the week goes on oh yeah i really believe the fish are moving out very quickly uh from what i've seen it is absolutely sickening how many more fish are out this week than we're out just last weekend yeah so we're gonna see a lot of fish heading out to the ledges i think um it's supposed to be blazing hot the final three days of the tournament. No there's, wind. There's nothing yeah. better than heat to get those fish moving out mm-hmm. there. So we're going to see big catches. I, I'm, i like, basically 100% sure that it's going to take well over 80 pounds to win this tournament. I like um, it. I, I think 22 a day. So, like, right about 88 is a pretty good, like, is sort of what I would expect would win, I wouldn't be surprised if we break 90. Oh, wow. I I'm like serious, it. man. I it's, like it. It's going to be, for some people, it's going to be good. Now, I don't think that it's going to be that level of awesome where everyone comes in with 15 pounds. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that there's those big schools out there that are just like ready to go mm-hmm. where you're going to instantly start catching a bunch of fish. So, that's kind of, you know, that's my feeling. That okay, okay. We're going to see big weights. There's going to be a lot of fish caught, but it's not going to be just distributed around to everybody. There's going to be guys who either they get on the right school at the right time or they find them a fresh school or something sure. like that, or they work something a little off the off the ball. Because I do think probably – I don't think there's anyone who's got 100 schools.
1: No, you know I, I, mean? I don't think so either. Whereas
0: in years past, Randy Haynes would have 100 schools. So I think it's probably much more it's someone who's got, let's say – 45 schools, 35 schools, and that's a big number, I mean, that's a big number in the face of it, but uh-huh. when you consider probably at least half of those, maybe more than, that have somebody on them, yep. at some point in the day, it that number shortens down, but if they make the right decision, if they happen on the uh-huh. right spot at the right time, it happens. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to be good, but it might not be wide open, for everyone.
1: Okay, that's because that's kind of what I was thinking. I, I I felt like a lot of guys would, um, we'll see some guys struggle a little bit, we'll see some guys do pretty good, and then there'll be just a small handful of guys that'll be really tuned in, especially like you're saying, come Friday, Saturday, and ultimately Sunday. All right, I like it. Um,
0: I guess uh, the other kind of question is, this is the fifth event of the year. We're mm-hmm. going it. We're in the fi- We're in the final stretch. Uh, We've got uh, Jeff Sprague and John Cox kind of pacing the field right now with uh, Gussie and Jamie Horton and Annie Morgan and Chris Johnston and really Stetson Blaylock tight behind. Well, close, but not like breathing down their neck, but close, close. Uh, what's, What's your feeling? Who is leading the AOI after this thing? And and I say that, and it's probably really that's probably just asking you to pick between John Cox or Jeff Sprague, who has a better tournament.
1: Well, you know, uh, gosh, the 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 weird thing about Sprague and Cox is they're both like you look at how they fished this year, and they're both just Cox last year, especially was just very happy-go-lucky, carefree, uh, just loved going out fishing. Every day was kind of a new day, and it's worked out really, really well for him for almost two years in a row. So I, I like that just in the sense of how his mindset is. Like, yeah, he's on Kentucky Lake, he's only got one transducer on his trolling motor, and he still is like, yeah, I'm gonna catch some fish. Like it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna find some. So I like that at the same time. I, I do feel like I think Sprague could have a really good tournament. And I I think I wanna say right now that Sprague will still be leading angler of the year after this.
0: In the Champlain Yes. And it's all is gonna come down to. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think I think Sprague will be able to put together a really good tournament here. And um, yeah, be able to keep a lead. Now I don't know, you know how how big a lead it'll be over those other guys that are chase, chasing him down, yeah. but I think he'll have a he'll have a lead, and it'll turn into a kind of a shootout at Champlain. Yeah, or that's I what mean, I'd like to see. We
0: talked, and I had, and we talked about it, and you were a little skeptical. of me putting Sprague on my fantasy fishing roster, but he's on there, and I really think that there's a really good chance that like we end up with both John Cox and Jeff Sprague finishing in maybe the 30s oh yeah and Sprague retains a lead maybe he gains a little ground Mm -hmm. but really what happens in this tournament is a chance for an Andy Morgan a heck a Gussie a Chris Johnson, a Stetson Blalock Michael Neal some of these other guys to kind of rise to the forefront Mm -hmm. and to get into position where at Champlain if the leaders let up any bit yeah, oh yeah, It gets way interesting. It's kind of what I – I kind of foresee this as a tightening tournament more so than a game-changing tournament.
1: Right, right. I think, yeah, we'll just see guys kind of fall into place, shrink together a little, you know, like the, the chips will kind of lay tighter together yeah. at the end of this one. And then we'll come into Champlain with kind of what you've been dreaming about is like the ultimate shootout. Almost everyone's in it. Yeah. Game on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, then again, who knows? Maybe Jeff Sprague and John Cox both make another top 20 and – realistically they go into champlain and they've got they both have like a 40 point lead yeah on whoever's in third and it's like well we're just down to two
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's go uh, but so, that's the great thing about this we can speculate all we want and if we're wrong we're like ah whatever it's fish yeah, i mean It's been a fun AOI race because
0: I don't really think anyone expected John Cox to repeat his excellence to that degree, and I don't think anyone expected Jeff Sprague to raise his game from good to great so quickly. So it's been been a fun one to follow, and I kind of feel like assuming one of those guys wins the AOI, which I think is safe but not a sure thing, it's going to be a really cool AOI either way and I like that I would say oh for sure alright any other uh, Kentucky Lake uh, related things you want to bring up here um no alright well in that case uh, let's I guess talk a little BFL All-American yeah let's do we'll uh we'll get through that I would say pretty quickly because to be honest uh you and I You know, we've got a fair uh, We got some knowledge about it, but we haven't been the ones over there. uh, Yeah, we haven't had our finger on the one. It's not necessarily our tournament, but it's an FLW tournament. Mm -hmm. It's the pinnacle of the BFLs. It's basically, it's maybe the hardest tournament in America to qualify for, to be honest. Oh, so. Because you have to get through so many levels of competition. And at each level, you're faced usually with the best anglers for around that part of the country, I mean, as far as, le- you know, a tournament that mostly doesn't include tour anglers mm-hmm. or tour level competition, it's the toughest thing out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, takes off basically the same time as a tour event, so uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's on Lake Barkley, uh, way in days one and two, Lake-, Lake Barkley State Resort Park Marina at 3 p.m., uh weigh in at 5:30 at the Kentucky Dam on Saturday after the tour weigh-in so we'll weigh yep. in our top 20 that'll go down then we'll crown an all-American champion right after that. Yes, sir. Should be pretty epic. I I love the All-American. I've talked about it before. It's one of my I've covered it twice now. I mm-hmm. wish I, I kind of wish I was covering it this time. I mean, I love the tour events. It's yep. exciting, but there's just something about it. It's a lot of fun. Um so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I guess. Do you have any? Do you have any All American related stuff you want to bring up? Because I think the sense is that it can fish okay offshore and it can fish okay shallow. So we're looking at a little bit of a mix up. Yep. Um, but I, but with the one day of practice, with that, it's only a three day tournament. It's a type of thing that guys are gonna have to put it together a little bit day on day after day. I think, and sometimes, you know, one guy makes the right decision on the first day that can carry them. Oh you know yeah. What I mean.
1: Uh, well, I guess the thing I want to know, because I've never fished Barkley before, I know you've played around over there a little bit. Uh, in your opinion, or from anything you've heard, what do you think? Uh, like, what do you think we'll see from the top ten guys? Do you think we'll see a majority of guys that found some stuff, like an offshore kind of thing? Can you can you fish shallow for three days and, and do well?
0: I honestly think you can. I think you can. I think it can be a mix. And the proof that you can fish shallow for multiple days and do well is Jay Ellis.
1: Oh yeah. You know, well, I was gonna say. I know for the tour, we've seen it before. I didn't know how it'd be with those guys stacked up down there. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, it's. I don't think there's ever been that level of pressure on that lake.
0: Before. Yeah, but it's a pretty big lake, mm-hmm. and it's a small field. It's only 50 boats. Right. You know, it's not like we're running out a 200-some odd boat tournament. No,
1: no, that's a very good point. Uh, so,
0: there's gonna they're gonna have plenty of room. I think. I think, it's probably kind of leaning that it'll be one offshore just because it's summertime the bigger fish are kind of filtering out yep but it's not impossible that it could be one offshore. okay certainly not impossible that you compete or inshore certainly not impossible you compete multiple days up on the bank okay there's a lot of shallow cover there as you run further south uh you get even more cover and like more backwaters and stuff like that so there's a there's a pretty good chance it could happen up uh up shallow okay i dig it all right i'd love to see it i would too I, yeah. I would be kind of if i had to pick a way for it to get one that's how i would want it oh to get definitely one. but we'll see um i tell you what though
1: i think that probably yeah, that probably does it would you say i'd say so the tour anglers are getting out of registration yep. right now they're crashing through the rocks yeah making all kinds of noise oh these dang guys i
0: know right let's just dq them all yep. get them Every, out of here everyone's out <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh guys thanks for uh following along thanks for listening uh, this week, FLWFishing.com is your home for uh, all the uh, live weigh-ins. Oh, it's from the, the place the, uh, to be. From the All-American, from the tour event, all kinds of coverage from the All-American tour event, on the water galleries, uh, you name it, we mm-hmm. got it. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I guess uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Yes, sir. Later.